Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. There's been a general decline in marriage, but behind that general decline is a more interesting story. I think it's important we try to understand why people do get married in the first place. For some people, of course, it's a a religious matter. It's a covenantal relationship. I think for many more people, there's an economic element to it. There's obviously the companionship and love. You fall in love and want to spend the rest of your life with someone. So there's a romantic element to marriage. And another reason was because they got pregnant. The so-called shotgun wedding. There was a sense that if you were bringing a new life into the world, that that should be done within marriage. And there's probably a bit of status signaling too sometimes, and this may be more true today than it was in the past, that being married is a way of signaling success and status within a society. And so there's a blend of reasons between religion, romance, economics, and status that have traditionally led people to the marital state. The old model of marriage was for the woman, it was an economic necessity, particularly if she was gonna have children, to be with a man who would be the provider. And obviously that has hugely changed now. And for the man, it was a way to attach himself to children. If he was going to have children, he had to do that with a woman. She was going to raise the children. But if she was doing that, he had to provide for them too. And so there was this complementarity to that traditional view of marriage, which of course was founded on a very deep inequality between men and women. That was a driving force of the women's movement, including people like Gloria Steinem, saying the point is to make marriage into a choice rather than a necessity and to actually free women from the economic bondage, as they would have put it, of marriage. And that inequality is what's been successfully shattered gladly by the women's movement. All of us must stand up together and say no more. The very institution of marriage, which is central to human societies, has been fundamentally transformed. It's one engaged into in very egalitarian principles. Women have huge exit power. I think it's important to know that women are twice as likely as men to file for divorce. So women are using exit power from marriage. They're not stuck in bad marriages anymore, which is a huge achievement for humanity. But for men, of course, the old role of, well, I'll just provide while you raise the kids, that's out of the window too. And so men's role in marriage and what it means to be marriageable, to use a slightly ugly term from social science, is very different now for men from what it was in the past. And women are looking for something much more than just a paycheck. It's a bit like the kaleidoscope has been shaken and the patterns haven't quite settled yet. You see lesbian and gay couples being able to opt into marriage. Within a couple of years of the Supreme Court decision, we saw most, three out of five, lesbian and gay couples choosing to get married. You see a big class gap opening up. 
This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Who are working class and lower income Americans opting into the institution? What we have is what my colleague Isabel Sawhill calls one of the main class fractures in American society. No one expected that it was Americans with the most choice and the most economic power, and especially the American women with the most choice and economic power, who would be the ones who were continuing to get married and stay married. There's a very slight decline for those, say, with four-year college degrees, but a really big decline for those with, with less education. The typical college-educated American woman is almost as likely to get married as her mother was, and if anything, a little bit more likely to stay married than her mother was. So there really hasn't been much of a decline in marriage at all in the top ranks of American society. Meanwhile, significant declines lower down. One of the other big changes has been a, a significant shift up in the age of first marriage, up to closer to 30 now. And I think about my parents who married at 21, having met at 17, pretty common. and. Actually, as late as 1970, most women who went to college in the US, which was a minority, of course, but most of them were married within a year of graduating college. That's a world that's very difficult to fathom now, where both men and women are entering the labor market, they're becoming economically successful, they're establishing themselves. In some ways, you, you do all that first, then you marry. And so marriage has become more like the capstone. Increasingly, marriage is a signal of everything that has led up to the ceremony, rather than the beginning of a journey. It's as much the end of a journey to a position where people feel they can get married now. We can't tell a single story about marriage in America anymore in the way we could just 40 years ago. We have to tell different stories based on class and race and geography. We've seen this real divide opening up in marriage in the US. Americans now are much less likely to see how do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Marriage is something that you have to do to, to be a complete person or have a good life. 
Only one in 10 Americans now believe that it's essential to be married to have a fulfilling life. That's a huge cultural change. I think what we can safely say is that the model of marriage that was founded on economic dependency of women on men is completely obsolete. Now I think we've created models of the family that are much more equal and much fairer, but maybe not quite as stable in many cases too. And the challenge we all face is to find ways to create more stability in our family life, but without sacrificing the goal of equality, which has animated the movement of the last 50 years. I think what we should be looking to is how do we have strong relationships within which people can raise kids well? And if marriage has a part to play in that, then great. But there are alternative models around civil partnerships and so on too. What matters is parenting. What matters is how we raise our kids. And I do think that there, it's quite possible to imagine a, a renewed future for marriage based around egalitarianism between men and women, but a shared commitment to kids. But I think that's for us to create. If marriage is to survive, it will be in a new model, not a restoration of the old model. Get smarter, faster with videos from the world's biggest thinkers. And to learn even more from the world's biggest thinkers, get Big Think Plus for your business.